Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Hello, everybody. It's the uh, WFRY Browns cast uh, back again, previewing the Browns Chargers matchup in week five. Um, I'm your host, Joe Gilbert. I'm here with Taylor Jezrezak, and we're once again uh, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Podcast Network. Um, Taylor, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, kind of busy weekend here. It's, uh, yeah. Guardians go to playoffs, Brown's got a game in Ha State and Cavs started the preseason, so <laughs> we, we, we should we should do combined uh corner cast and Browns cast on Sunday night. <laughs> we should. We should we either all be in misery or we'll <laughs> we'll all be happy. Right, no in between. Right. D- definitely. Yeah. Should be a fun weekend, hopefully, uh for Clean fans. But um uh, uh this podcast is uh is brought to you by uh actually breaking tea this week. Um, it's our, uh, t-shirt. I know Cleveland is full of t-shirt companies, but breaking tea is one of the better ones here. Best ones here. Um, whole t-shirt economy. I know, right? <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland has a t-shirt economy. Um, <laughs> if you ever check it out, it's breaking Um, it's a, it's a great website. There's a lot of great Cleveland, uh, centric t-shirts. Um, they have a new one. They had a new one out for Cade York when he made the, uh, the winning t- uh, field goal in week one. Uh, they have a Quan one. Uh, a lot of Guardians ones for the playoffs. So uh, check it out at breakingtea.com slash WFNY and you get 10% off. So uh, that's breakingtea.com. Um, yeah, uh, getting to kind of the – before we kind of preview this week, uh, let's go back to – I know we it's hard to go back to the losses, but let's go back to last week's loss to the Falcons. Um, any final thoughts or – I know a lot of talk about Stefanski over the past couple of days on sports radio and yeah, I don't know, I don't know why. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. The, the furthest the furthest thing that man should be is from a hot seat. Yes, yeah, like put him in an igloo. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, if anyone's on the hot seat, it's anyone on the defensive side of the ball, not him. Uh, you know, going back to Sunday, I, I can't really say that there's been any new kind of thoughts that have come out other than kind of what we said on Sunday, that it was, it wasn't a game that felt like a loss until you looked up at the scoreboard at the end and you realized you weren't winning. Yep. Um, I mean, there was things that they didn't do well in the, in the closing minutes, but for the most part, they were pretty good throughout the game and they had done enough to win the game. If they had just found the end zone instead of kicked field goals or turned the ball over on downs which also isn't a problem. I have no issue with them going it for it on fourth down and on the four. Um, I did see an interesting tweet this week that um, I forgot who put it out, but they said that the Falcons defense had not been in a goal to go scenario yet to that point in the season. So crazy. (laughs) So truly the Browns were kind of flying blind as to how the, the Falcons would defend the goal line. And I I guess that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I guess the Falcons giving up a whole bunch of long touchdowns has has benefited them at least once now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, yeah, I agree with that. I, I wrote, I wrote this week on WFY. Um, just it, it exactly what you said. It didn't feel like a loss until we actually 
looked up the scoreboard and it, it was an L. It was an L. Um, they just it was just the little things. There's not finishing the drives, um, that turnover, uh, the run game or the run defense just completely forgetting how to play. <laughs> like yeah, the, the the film that that was that would be one thing that has come out in the last few days. The film yeah. breakdown of it's how the front ugly. how the front seven played those two drives ugly. is that it's like rated R. Really, <laughs> NC seventeen. <laughs> it is, like, it is really that was bad. that was some bad run defense, and, and yeah. like. I guess it's not a bad thing to have that happen early in the season because you can have those kind of things coached out if you have players that are co- able to be coached out of it. And it would certainly help if you had your three starting defensive linemen that didn't play on Sunday. So, I mean, there was a lot of things that went into that. I don't know how much we can really take away from the run defense as a whole, considering the front seven was without four of its seven for the yeah. first time. So the only thing I was a little bit worried about was kind of just the linebackers because obviously you're down. um, Yeah. I mean, those are the ones we're stuck with. Yeah. We're not improving in that scenario. We're not improving. Like you're running with Jacob Phillips and you're running with Tony Fields and you're running with JOK. Like that's what you have for the rest of the season now. Yeah, and Jacob Phillips looked like on those two drives, it just looked like he never played football before. <laughs> like he didn't know his responsibilities. No, it was it was rough. Like there was the the holes that were just that were made on that on that was just incredibly ugly. It was hard to watch. Um, so that is a bit worrying um, because yeah. he's he's going for he's the starter going forward. There's I mean, not not only is he the starter, he's the green dot. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's, he's on the field every almost every play if they if the Browns have any say in it. So definitely, yeah. So it's something that's definitely something we got to watch. Um, hopefully, it's just a learning curve for him because this is going to be his really his first time being the full time starter uh, in his career. So um, hopefully, it's just growing pains. But um, yeah, it's just the whole loss was just kind of. It just it was frustrating. It was just... the the unfortunate part is the best the best way you can kind of describe that whole second half was it was a giant teaching moment. Yeah, but you'd rather teaching moments against bad teams turn into wins rather than losses. And this one exactly it turned into a loss. So it hurts more in the end. Yeah, but it could be a game that maybe helps the defense as the season goes on in the long run. Yeah, at least we hope. Um, yes, that's we, we did we did talk about we did talk a lot on Sunday about how we don't trust Joe Woods to make an adjustment if a train was hurtling towards his body on a train track. <laughs> so that doesn't change. <laughs> yeah. Like, can he coach those guys out of those things? Sure. But is he going to learn how to make adjustments that, oh, this team is running the ball and only running the ball? Maybe we should stack the box. 14 plays. Nah, let's run nickel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah it's coach great. we need more linebackers nickel nickel yeah dime <laughs> let's put let's put one linebacker in charge of a of the whole side and <laughs> yeah oh okay but yeah so that's the loss um it, it sounds like we none of our opinions really changed over the no, over the week <laughs> I, I mean aside from learning that uh that wasn't that 
tight end reverse wasn't a blocker getting blown up. It was David and Joku thinking he ran a four <laughs> two. Trying to get to the outside. Basically, yeah. That, that that play went from being on the offensive line to being on David and Joku for not knowing where the hole was. Yeah. So I'm thinking Stefanski's gonna hide that play for the yeah, rest of the Yeah. The unfortunate part is the play was there if yeah. you were not having a tight end run the ball. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think there was much more to take away, like learn throughout the week from the game other than they threw away a good chance to win. There was a lot of teachable moments. If the coach, if the team is coachable, they should improve from that game film. Yep. Yep. So yep. it's on the coaching staff now to fix those problems. Yep. And I trust one side. <laughs> they yeah. could do that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so um, moving on to week five now. We're on week five, so it's hard to believe. Honestly. I know we're inching closer to Deshaun Watson time. It's it's kind of weird. We're almost what are we a yeah. couple of weeks away from halfway there. Um, so we're we're on to uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Still weird to say that. I'll never get over that. <laughs> um, I think it's been like five years, my guy. I know. <laughs> I know, and I'm still not there. Maybe six. It's been a while. <laughs> They'll always be the San Diego Chargers to me. Yeah. Um, I, I, st- I, I still do let out a St. Louis every now and then when talking you know, about the Rams. I don't know I don't know why. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, so they're 2-2, two and two, same, same as the Browns, uh, heading into First Energy Stadium on Sunday. Uh, we talked about it kind of last week a little bit, that, that big uh, – Big uh, time change for them going all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast. Uh, it's going to be an advantage to the Browns. Um, yeah, they were they were two and one in those games last year. Okay, so maybe yeah. under this new coach, it's a little different. This is their yeah. first time this year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what we're going to see out of it. Obviously, it's a lot different team than we saw last year because I think the team they have now is beat to hell in comparison. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean Justin Herbert wasn't hurt last year, so yeah, that's a big difference. I mean, he's he. I would say that he's going to play on Sunday. I don't, I, I'm, oh. not gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say he's not going to play. I think he's fine. <laughs> if he um, wasn't out the the first two, the other last two weeks, I think he's. I think yeah, he's, he, he, he's fine. I mean, he threw for three hundred something yards last week with right. his ribs <laughs> hanging on by a thread. So <laughs> I think yeah. he's fine. It, it's the fact that his line is hurt. And the fact the Chargers, who tried to bolster their defense over the offseason, not only lost Joey Bosa, or they have Joey or Nick? Joey. They have Joey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Joey Bosa. They lost him. They won't have him. And their defense hasn't improved. Right. They're, they're still horrible. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I read earlier this week that they uh, they're giving up, like, five yards per carry on average and are on pace to have the worst rush defense in league history. <laughs> Which is a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's what are, what are the uh, kind of strengths and weaknesses of the chargers uh, as you look at it? Well, the strength is definitely their passing offense. Um, <laughs> they, they have the best passing offense in the league. They're averaging 300 and almost 313 yards a game through the air, which I am not going to say that the Browns have any hope of stopping because they didn't last year. Um, <laughs> so everything is basically the same. Right. The only thing yeah. I think that the Chargers don't have 
going into this week is they don't have Keenan Allen, I don't think. Most um, likely, yeah. Most likely they're not gonna be they're gonna be without Keenan Allen. So they're they're still gonna be able to throw the ball all over the place. Are the Browns gonna be able to generate enough pressure to prevent them from throwing the ball over the place? Because I think any time that like I don't even care how many rushing yards the Browns give up this week, because anytime the Chargers are running the ball, they are wasting their time. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's they, true. They are averaging sixty-five yards per game on the ground. They have the best passing offense and the worst rushing offense, which is it's like it's almost like a twelve-year-old playing Madden. <laughs> They're just going to run four verts until yeah until uh until you stop it and, yeah. and run the ball every now and then maybe probably with the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Their, uh, their passing game is definitely the top. Um, it obviously is going to be a little bit different because their uh, left tackle is out for the year or close to it. At least yeah. he's on the IR. But I think um, he was out for the year this past. I think he was out last week and that didn't, right. didn't True. hurt them. Yeah. So, um, Basically, um, yeah, it's going to be just kind of how bad do the Browns give up give up the pass this week? Um, their uh, Austin Eckler is probably the best receiving running back in the league, I would say, or close to it. Yeah. Um, so he's pretty much a wide receiver in, in the backfield form. Um, Mike Williams is still a, a, a beast. He's still really good. <laughs> still really good. Um, so yeah, it's the it's going to be a tough day, and uh, and obviously we all know about Justin Herbert. He's one of the top what I don't know, probably five or six quarterbacks. Yeah, in the he's right he's now. up there. He's up there. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge for this defense. Um. They played they played better last week. They played really well. Yeah. In, a in lot of the reviews game. I saw from film film break people who break down film better than I do. I. I've tried. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I actually take away from it. From the people who actually ch- set, watch it and know it, yeah. um, they'd said that the DBs actually had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. The coverage bust in the fourth qu- quarter was actually not on them. It was on Jacob Phillips, linebackers. not a lot rotating out. Yeah. So that goes to the linebackers. So the DBs had a very solid game in terms of pass coverage, um, which is pretty evident because I think what, what, did, what did Herbert – or not Herbert, uh, Mariota finish 7 of 19 – yeah, like yeah. he wouldn't have thrown for a hundred yards if he doesn't hook up for forty-two in the last in, on his like last throw of the game. Um, yeah. but you know if if the back seven is going to come around, I think it's going to be by continuing to play to the strengths of that unit, which I would say the strengths of that unit are definitely man coverage, more more press and more getting in their face, yeah. giving them a chance to work with like stay with the receivers rather than play off. I think Denzel Ward has struggled a lot this year playing off playing yeah. off coverage. Yeah, and communicating with the rest of the team like passing yeah. guys off. Is, yeah. Yeah, and anything and man, anything to limit communication. Yeah. Would be and, and man defense <laughs> is exactly that. Like Right. You get this guy and that's your guy. <laughs> that's your guy. If you screw up and get burned, that's on you, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch because Justin <laughs> Herbert, if, if there's a guy open, he will kill you. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, played. He will, he will find it. We've played four quarterbacks so far that may may not have done that. 
may not have the ability to do that every time. Justin Herbert will do that. So um, that's definitely a uh, – it's going to be a huge step up in uh, talent-wise in terms of their quarterback facing them. Um, in terms of the weaknesses, yeah, the, the, it's the same as last year. It's pretty much it's, – we could we could have just rolled back the preview from last week or last three years. You know, um, you know, it's funny. It's, you could almost roll back everything. They played on October tenth last year. They play on October 9th this year. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> the only thing that's different is the venue. Yeah, and and the quarterback. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, the uh, their defense is not very good. Um, it it, ha- it does have a uh, it does have Khal- uh, Khalil Mack, so there is a uh, yeah. They, they still have some edge rush potential. Yeah, but yeah, he's playing it, really I mean, well. Yeah. But is it what, – what did he have last week in terms of stats? I'm going to look this up real quick because you got to wonder if it's – for them, if if him playing without Bosa hurts as much as um, the Browns playing Miles Garrett without um, Jadevian Clowney. Yeah, I know he had a sack last week because um, he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, he had one sack, one tackle for loss, two total tackles. So, like, he, I, I mean, he had a sack. Not yeah. necessarily a dominating presence, but it was the Texans. So, like, eh. yeah. So, it kind of, it, it kind of lessens the blow of Joey Bosa not being there. But still, it's, it's obviously helpful that Joey Bosa is not there because those two together would have been. Yeah, hell, I mean, there, 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 the there's, there's two guys you have to look for when you're playing playing the the Chargers on defense. You have to find mm-hmm. where Derwin James is. Yep. You have to find where Khalil Mack is. Yep. Kyle Van Noy, eh. Asante Samuel Jr. I think is pretty good, but like he's not Derwin James. Apparently, I mean Derwin James has erased every tight end he's played. So, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's basically what you said. Yeah, it's Derwin and uh, Khalil uh, those are your playmakers, your best two players on your defense. Um, they got to account for them every Browns offense has to account for them every time. Um, yeah. So uh, that's yeah, that's basically what the strengths and weaknesses are of the Chargers. Um, we kind of briefly talked about this. So where do you think the advantages are for the Browns offense against this defense? Um, Nick Chubb. Yeah, I think we could say this every week. I think we well, I mean, there are, there's going to be defenses that are more built to stop him than the Chargers. True, the Chargers haven't stopped anyone. Yeah, on the ground, they've they've basically been a practice defense for these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look up exactly what they're giving up per game, yeah. but I can't imagine it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's definitely going to be Nick Chubb. It's going to be the run game. Uh, their defensive line really is not is more pass oriented. Uh, yeah, I mean, oriented. which which makes sense in their division. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's not it's not built to play AFC North teams. Yeah. Well, it's not built to play the Browns. Yeah, I, I could say probably say it's built to play the the Steelers. <laughs> Everyone's built for the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely going to be the run game. Uh, the Browns, Browns gonna keep keep doing what they're doing. They gotta run the ball, give Chubb their, his touches, give uh, Hunt his ch- touches, and just keep wearing them down. And hopefully, um, they can 
kind of pull this one out with their behind their run game again. Yeah, I mean, it's not an impossible win for them. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not a game you're going into and saying, I, aside from getting very lucky, I don't know how they're going to win this game. Those, those games are coming. They play Buffalo in like a month. Yeah. That game is coming. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. The Chargers, I, I have, the Chargers have looked like a two and two game, a team this year so far. Yeah. I mean, they, they just haven't, they haven't looked the part of what people thought they might be coming into the season. Yeah. Definitely. So, Definitely true. Um, I mean, I, I would still trust Jacoby Brissett. And I'm trying to find stats here. I can't, I can't find their, their rushes. They're like, easily find how many yards per game they're giving up on the ground. But, um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jacoby Brissett's still going to be able to do things. I mean, one-armed Baker threw for 305 against this Chargers team last year. I'm pretty sure they were without Derwin James, so that might mean something, but... I just, I, they 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 should be able to move the ball. Yeah, especially I mean, if they, Stefanski can bounce back from where he was last week, where we both said after the game that he was decidedly not in his bag, play calling. After the first three weeks of being very good in the play calling department. Right. Yeah, that was one of the criticisms, especially around the around the goal line. Kind of, kind of interesting calls that were a little. Yeah, like, and I mean, team, he's allowed. He's allowed to have yeah off games. It happens, yeah. but you know, it, it's noticeable when a guy when the first three weeks he's like on fire, and then he comes out and he's just good. Yeah, and again, it's it's also execution. Like if if what how many screenplays did they have? Four or five that didn't work. If yeah. any of them were completed, I think his day would have looked a lot better. They would have got at least a touchdown in the, in the red zone. Um, so, yeah, it, it goes both ways, like the play calling and execution. Um, they go both yeah. ways. Um, I'm just looking at the uh, – it looks like they gave up They give up a 109 um, yards rushing per game so yeah, far. They're, they're giving up oh, – wait, no, that was last year. What the hell? Yeah, 109 yards. But they played, just to kind of give you the teams they played, like they played the Raiders, Chiefs, Jaguars, and Texans, and those are not your those are not your run game, run team, especially the and Chiefs and the Raiders. Um, teams, 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 against, teams against the Chargers this year have run 81 times for 439 yards. Yeah. That's an, it's 5.4 a touch. Right. That's that's just ever so slightly behind the Lions, who have given up five point six yards per touch, and I don't think they play defense. So I don't think so either. I can't. I, can't, I haven't seen it. I don't know. 
Uh, they could be out. running 11 tackling dummies out there, and I don't think anyone would know the difference. Basically, yeah, they could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be a key. Uh, they they should they should have success here. Basically, like what last year, they our run game dominated last year. I think Chubb had a big run last year. He did. Um, yeah, it was it was a high scoring game, and I expect the same thing this year. Chubb was twenty one for one sixty one. Hunt was yeah. Hunt was twelve of six twelve for sixty one. Yeah, so two hundred and so yards. Um, they ran for two hundred and thirty yards. I mean, they had yeah. five hundred and thirty one yards of offense that day and lost. <laughs> that was the good Baker for one game. Um, yeah, I think that was probably his last real good game. They they had uh, they they had more yards than the Chargers. Chargers didn't get the five hundred. They had four ninety three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I expect uh, it's going to be a uh, kind of a repeat of last game. I think we'll get to the predictions later in the, in the yeah. show here. But um, I, and I, I already looked this there. up because I know it could be a factor around this time. The weather is not supposed to be bad this weekend. Yeah, I think it's, it's 60s. supposed to. It's, yeah, it's supposed to be like typical on um, Cleveland in the fall. Yeah. Mid not, mid to upper sixties, ninety miles per hour wind or anything. Kind of kind of windy, but not. Win, not so bad that it's going to interrupt anything. Yeah. Um, Except for maybe the kickers. Yeah. Which which the Chargers which, are bringing on a practice squad kicker. I know. Which, yeah, we can talk about that now. Uh, it's going to be – I know our special teams have struggled this year. We have talked about it. Um, but they could be an advantage here. Well, to this point, Cade York hasn't missed a kick. He's missed two extra points. True. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's been trotted out there for too many kicks. I think – No. I think I think he's like five of five, but yeah, um, it's it's still tough in the wind in that stadium. Even yeah. even fifteen to twenty mile an hour winds can screw with you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so let's move on to the uh, Browns defense. Um, how do you think? Uh, <laughs> what well, which. What's well, the advantages be, be, there? Before you ask me, before you <laughs> ask me, tell me who's playing. That's that's one of our key. I've, it's going to be one of my key. It's going to be like, who the if, heck is going to be here without? Line. If you're without Clowney and Miles Garrett, which I don't think you'll be without Miles Garrett, he looked pretty. He was practicing already. He looked pretty yeah. good in practice. Um, but if you're without both of those guys or without one of those guys. I mean, you saw what it did to your defense last week. I don't know what Taven Bryan's doing. So, yeah, you know, you're in a you're in a space where you can't really project how they're going to do on defense until you know mm-hmm. what kind of defense is going to be out there. I mean, you yeah. know what kind? Of, I mean, we're going to get Greedy Williams back, which can be good or bad. He's had his moments on both ends of the spectrum. Um. I think that will lessen the pressure on MJ Emerson. I think they just kind of. But he's been okay. Kind of, he's but true, he's been okay. I feel like they've thrown him into the fire a little bit too much. And yeah. So maybe. I almost, I almost think that he right now could function as a pretty good tight end safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just play, play the strong safety, the box safety role. Yeah. Because he's got the body size to be able to do that. They do have Ronnie Harrison healthy again, so he, Ronnie probably Harrison probably play. takes that role before he does. But I, I don't know if he should because Ronnie has not played that well either. Um, yeah, 
Right. Delphin yeah. had a good game last week. So, uh, you know, I have hopes that he can continue that. But until we know who's playing on the defense, it's hard to, hard to say where they're going to be. Yeah. I do think that um, – you know, unhappy dog. I, I, know, I, right? I do uh, – I, I, I'm not going to think that this defense is going to go out there and hold them to less than 20 points. No, like <laughs> no, not this week. <laughs> I mean, we thought we, last week we were all about we were all, all over the betting the over, and the, the over didn't hit. Yeah, uh, but Fairly, but yes, I would say that even that, like the over, I think is five points more this week. And I would say it's still the over might be pretty safe unless the Browns just don't score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, I'm basically just hoping they can limit the big plays. Um, yeah, make make that make that offense drive. Ma- right. Make that offensive line who is hurt drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that's, give, that's give more chances for Miles Garrett to get home and create some problems. Yeah, that, because Justin Herbert can be prone to interceptions. He can be prone to turning it over. So, and he he's hurt. Yeah, and he's not that you want to hurt him anymore, but yeah. like he's gonna, he might where there's plays where he might have tried to escape and run, he might just kind of fall over and protect yeah. himself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I really can't see this game being low scoring, so I'm not going to put a whole lot of pressure on the defense to yeah. stop people, which. You know, just don't make it easy. Given the talent, <laughs> given the talent they have, we should be putting pressure on them to not give up thirty points. But yeah. I think we're at a point where we don't trust that the defense to do that. Mm-hmm. So, it's pretty wild when we came into the into the season thinking they're going to be the strength of the team, but. That's another here to there. Um, okay, so we talked about all kind of advantages here. What, what are your keys to the victory here for the Browns? Um, you kind of highlighted a lot of them. Um, I mean, I would think the easiest key is the way that you can help the defense is to keep the ball. Yeah, control the clock. You have the ability to cram it down their throat the entire game. Mm-hmm. And stay on the field. I would say that I think the Browns are averaging like what, probably 34 to 36 minutes of possession per game right now. Yeah. They won last week in the loss. Yeah. They had 35, I think. Yeah. So if you're able to continue that and keep Justin Herbert off the field and score points, I think last week they did everything right, but they didn't do the scoring part, right? If they score those points, if they don't throw away 11 points, you're looking at a much different game because the Falcons are running out of time. They, the Falcons don't have time to go to, uh, we're just going to run the ball and see if this works offense. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to throw Mariota, and Mariota's going to make mistakes. So you, if you're going to control the clock, you also have to convert. Otherwise, you're killing, the own t- you're, you're killing your own time. So... They, they just have to be better about scoring this week if you're going to try and control have a ball control offense. Yeah. Yeah. They basically have to do what they did last week, but also be better at scoring when they're having the opportunities. Um, 
they have to control the game uh, on the on the ground, control the clock. Don't let Herbert have the ball all day because it's gonna it's gonna be bad if that happens. Uh, they can't turn it over. Is another one. They were pretty. They've been pretty good this year so far. I'm not turning it over. Um, I think most. I think what two of the three turnovers have been just the late interceptions by uh, Brissett. So yeah. they've been pretty good at that. Um, so they got to continue that. Don't give them opportunities. And then the really the key is who the heck is going to play on the defensive line. <laughs> Like, yeah, is it is it Miles? Is it Miles and Jadavion? Is it neither? Like it, that's a giant key that we just won't know until one o'clock on Sunday. Um, yeah. I I would expect Miles to play, but you never know. Um, they they need him because last week it was I think just a, a small sign of what how bad this team could be, this defense could be without them. And is playing a big step up, I would say, from the last offense. So they definitely need them back. And then the last thing is just it's just uh, executing. They got it. They can't. They can't be sloppy like last week, where they they had little mistakes here and there. Because if they do that, they're going to get run off the field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there were a few plays that I think Brissett would like to have back last week. Right. Obviously, there's a few plays that. Um, there's one play that Njoku would like to have back. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably a couple plays that some of the linemen would like to have back, but the the play calling itself was fine until you got down to the goal line. But mm-hmm. like, yes, you have to score, but if you don't know what the other team's going to do, it's kind of, especially that first time they got down there on the first possession of the game. I think they got down in the goal to go possession, the position. And they were like, Oh crap. We don't know what they're going to do. we don't have film on this (laughs) (laughs) which i I, like i i think yeah it gives you a little bit of an out but it's still like no you you gotta you you still gotta gotta be able to do it right and you still gotta stick to what you're good at run the damn ball down their throat and yeah they didn't do that so yeah that's definitely we're gonna have to make sure the P's accused are across the uh, are checked off there down in the red zone because they yeah. can't they can't come up with field goals. This no, is not yeah, this field, this is not a game where you not can, a field goal game. Yeah, this isn't a game where you can throw away points. I, I'd even say that maybe don't go for it as as haphazardly, knowing that you need points. Mm-hmm. Like any points are good points in this game. Yeah. yeah. So if you can take points, take points, right. and like. Unless it's fourth and one, like then just QB sneak <laughs> until someone stops you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Which Versed uh, is like an elite quarterback at doing. Yeah, QB sneak. <laughs> sneak god. Right. He's, there's one thing that he's elite at. It's QB sneaking. Um, can you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine later in the season running him out there specifically for QB sneaks? <laughs> <laughs> Like the defense would know exactly what is happening, exactly what is happening. Basically, and it, and it doesn't they, matter, right? Basically, they know what's happening now, and they still yeah. can't stop it. Yeah, <laughs> he's just so good at it. And it, you got to give credit also to like Ethan Kosich in the middle. He's moving like it's never like it's never like uh, Jacoby is kind of is kind of like stalled a little bit, and he has to push. Like he's yeah. driving through and. 
getting him pretty easily. So you have to get credit to the interior of the line. Yeah. Um, on those plays too. But yeah, those are their keys. Um, we are now back at our prop bets uh, portions of the segment. Uh, last week was rough for me. It was yeah. uh, okay for you. Um, we, we both picked the cover. That didn't work. We both no. picked the over. That didn't work. Uh, you picked under for Brissett at 205. He yeah. hit well, he 234. Yeah, yeah he, he hit that. Chubb at over under 90. We both had the over. He did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both picked the over for Cooper. Cooper, at 63, yeah. and that didn't hit. Nope. Um, we picked over under Atlanta points at 24 and a half. We both picked under, so we both hit that. Yeah. Um, over under 46 and a half yards for Cade York. I was I picked, off by a yard. You were off by a yard. He kicked yard. a 45-yard field goal. <laughs> so, and then we both got the final two things wrong. Yeah. So I got one, two, three, four right. Yeah, you I got, got one. Right. You got two. So that brings the season total now to I have nine and you have seven. No, I have I have eight and you have ten. We have we had eight picks for in each week. We I don't think either of us. I don't think either of us got the score right in the first game. I, 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 would, I just I, I just, also didn't write it down, so I, I can't just even based go back on. And check. I just based it on um, winning who won. That's fine. Or predicting okay. the score is like impossible. <laughs> impossible. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so, we're, so we're back at eight it. And eight, eight and eight, ten and six. So uh, we're on to uh, week five here. Um, so our first one, uh, we always do the spread here. So uh, Browns plus two and a half right now, according to FanDuel. What you got? Well, a lot like last week, it's basically, do you think the Browns are going to win or not? Um, yeah. I suppose they could lose by two points and beat the spread, but like, <laughs> yeah, which, but those would be painful. Um, so, I mean, I don't think I'm at a point yet where I've lost all confidence and I can't predict, I can't think that they're going to win a game. I really don't think that we're in that point until the Buffalo game. Um, depending on what we see out of uh, – I mean, I guess it depends on what we see out of Cincinnati and Baltimore in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I'm going to pick them to cover. So Okay. So he's – okay. I, I think uh, – Actually, that, would that be called covering or would that be just taking the points? You take the points. Uh, I'm going to put – no, I'm going to put points. Okay, you're taking points. So Brown, you're taking Browns plus two yep. and a half. Yep, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, we'll get to who our final scores in a second, but yeah, I think uh, Browns plus two and a half. I, I really like. I really I, I I like the matchup last week, but they failed to put it all together, and I yeah I don't I don't mind this this uh, matchup this week. Um, it's obviously a little bit more awkward, especially with passing game versus our defense. But, um, yeah, I, I'll take the points with the Browns. So um, moving on to over under 47.5 points is what the uh, spread for the points are. What do you got? Um, oh, the Chargers almost bit, broke that themselves last year. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to look at what the what the spread was last year. Just to minus Chargers minus two and a half, and which is basically what it is again, and over under forty. So we're literally back to where we were last year. <laughs> Everything is the same. Just run it back. Seriously, it's pretty don't crazy. bring back Baker. Um, <laughs> That's true. Uh, but. I would find it hard to believe that this is the under is going to hit on this one, but that's exactly when the under hits. Um, <laughs> it's like a it's like a twelve fourteen game or something like that. If that happens, then <laughs> both <laughs> Justin Herbert got hurt. Or, I don't if know. that if that happens, Justin Herbert might have not even made the trip. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, I, I think got, we're both over. We got on COVID one, right? on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> this is. This this might be our easiest pick in the one. I think it's it's going to be quite over. Um, yeah. Is there anything that anything that we're or, or I imagine we're both going over on the next two as well. Yeah. So uh, the next one is over under two and a half passing touchdowns for Her- Herbert. Um, I just think they if you go if you see the Chargers stats they don't score a lot of rushing touchdowns. Um, I think Eckler actually just scored his first two touchdowns last week. Um, so it's definitely a, a receiving kind of passing game oriented offense. So I definitely think over on two and a half for Herbert, especially against this defense, sadly. <laughs> uh, to be the contrarian, I'm going to say under. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm fully banking on Eckler poaching two touchdowns near the goal line like he did last week. Okay. Right. I, one of them I don't think is actually even near the goal line. I think it was from like thirty yards out. But he still scored two touchdowns on the ground and kept then kept Herbert to two. So okay. I'm I'm gonna say under just to under. just to differentiate okay. our, ourselves here. Gotcha. Okay. I can see that. Two three touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns through the air. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Um next one, I think this might be the easiest one here. Uh, uh yeah. Besides the points, uh, ninety-two point five rushing yards for Chubb, uh, rushing yards. So I okay. say over on that. Unless he, get, unless he gets hurt in the second half, first half, find some wood. Yeah, um, he he's gonna probably go the over on that one. Yeah, definitely. You might only need like four carries to go over on that. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, he's he's rolling right now, and they're playing a defense that can't stop the run. So that seems like a great combination. Yeah, for... I mean, Nick Chubb on, for his career is averaging over five yards a carry, and right now the Chargers defense is giving up over five yards a carry. Yeah, they yep. gave up one hundred and thirty-one yards to who the hell even is this? Damon Pierce. Oh, the rookie, yeah, the rookie from Houston, yeah. <laughs> 14 yeah. carries for 131 yards. He didn't even need that much work. <laughs> yeah, so oh, that on. one what, needs you on. Oh, hold on, what is that average? Just to, uh, 9.3. Dude was averaging a first down. I think he had a 75-yard touchdown, I think, uh, if I remember correctly from the stats. Um yeah, so I think we're that's an easy over for us. Um, next one's going to be tricky. Uh, it's uh, uh, Amari Cooper five and a half receptions over under. 
He's uh, he's kind of been up and down, like the first first game and then the last game here. The he was pretty quiet, and then the middle two games he was <laughs> heavily involved. Um, yeah, I mean it's pretty I clear. Seven and nine. It's pretty clear that um, the Browns' offense kind of goes how he goes, mm-hmm. and it's also pretty clear that the Falcons were committed to making sure he didn't go anywhere. Yeah, they they were they had a cornerback follow him. Yeah, AJ Terrell played really well against them. Yeah, so AJ Terrell does not play for the Chargers, though. No, but Asante Samuel Jr. does. I don't know how he's been playing. I don't know if he's been playing well or not. I don't have PFF in front of me, Um, (laughs) but I would say that the Browns are probably going to attempt to get him the ball a fair amount. Okay. Um. So I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to see how many receivers had good good days against the Chargers last year just to kind of. Okay. So five and a half, he goes, oh, Taylor's going to go over. Um, yeah. I think under, but I don't think that means he's got a bad day. I think he gets like five, something like that. Yeah. Last year, the, the highest, um, the receiver with the most, Catches was Peoples Jones with five. Yeah. And Joku had seven. Yeah. So uh, Higgins had three. Hunt had five. Beckham had two. I remember that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a name um, yeah. I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So five and a half. Yeah. It's that's you got to get six there, but I think he'll be barely under. I think it. It kind of leads to what my thinking is with how they're going to run the ball and kind of lean on the run game. So um, I don't think it'll be a, a lot of receptions for him, but I think he'll still have a big game, like but maybe five yards, 80 yards, or five catches, 80 yards, or something like that, hopefully. So um, I being under on this doesn't mean he's going to have a bad game. Quite the contrary. Mm-hmm. Um Next one is for our defense. So ninety-one point five total combined yards for Austin Eckler. So that's over. Okay, <laughs> <Hey>, over. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would agree on that. Yeah. So he averages. He doesn't. He's been really struggling rushing last. Yeah, I think he averaging like thirty or forty yards a game. I mean, he had sixty yards last week. I think. Right. I yeah, saw. I think that was his best rushing game. Uh, but his receiving is. I think he averages 50 or something like that. So it's pretty crazy, the combination there. Um, But, yeah, based on just how our defense plays, um, it can struggle with passes underneath. We've seen that in the past three years. I mean, we should have a healthier JOK this week, so maybe that's limited. Mm -hmm. But the Chargers' offense is still the Chargers' offense. Yeah, Uh, JOK is going to be – Otherwise occupied someplace. Right. There's so there's so many other things to watch for. Yeah. I mean, I would say that they don't necessarily have a tight end that scares you. Uh, one of their tight ends' name is Mick Kitty, so he, he's definitely going to score a touchdown this week. Just because I said that, but um, oh yeah, he's going to haunt us. He's going to haunt us now. Oh boy. He has four receptions for 28 yards, and he's going to come out and go like seven for 83 in a score this week. Um, <laughs> But they do have Gerald Everett, who's pretty yeah, good. who's sixteen for two eleven and two. Uh, mm-hmm. He's twenty six targets. He's the third third leading target getter on their team behind um, 
Williams and Eckler. Uh, so I, I don't know how much that offense values the tight end anyway. Right. I would, uh, well, I would say he's the second leading receiver, so it values the tight end. But um, I just don't know if they're going to commit JOK to defending him in the passing game when Eckler is there. Yeah. Like it's, it's very much, I would, I would assume they're going to take a very similar route to how they played Christian McCaffrey and they played him pretty well. So I'm still going over, but I'm giving reasons as to maybe what, maybe why they could not, not let him go completely nuclear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're both over on that one. And then the last one's going to be pretty hard because we don't know who the heck's going to play, but I'm going to still put it out there. Uh, one and a half total sacks over under for the Browns. Um, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go over based on just the injuries and in, to the offensive line for the chargers. And then my hope that miles at least plays. So He's good at, for at least one sack, and hopefully someone else can fall on somebody uh, for another one. So, uh, yeah, I go over on this one. What do you think? Um, I'm gonna go under right now, okay. and I'm I'm looking up the uh, the reasoning, seeing if it seeing if it makes sense here. First, the bad news: SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. So I think they had one sack last week. If I'm... Yeah, so far the Chargers have given up just four sacks, mm-hmm. which is kind of counterintuitive to the amount of hits that Herbert has taken. But I think he's <laughs> right. just taking hits after he throws the ball because he's been good at getting rid of it. Yeah. So I'm going to go under uh, okay. because they're only giving up a sack a game right now. Yeah. Okay. Granted, the game that they've played without their starting left tackle was against the Texans, who are the Texans. And last I checked, do not possess Miles Garrett. So that that checks out. I just checked in. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you, said, you know. So we could, if Miles is healthy and ready to go, you could see him go out and get two sacks by himself and break that. But yeah. I, I would not anticipate a Bears game from last year where the Browns defense no. lives in the backfield. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, if that happens, Herbert may be carted off. <laughs> yeah. Not not from anything illegal, just, just <laughs> yeah. his his body already, might just give up. It, right. His he's already in pain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. So, okay. uh, yeah, so so I'm gonna go under on that one. Okay. So those are our prop bets. Uh we got one more. This is just our scoring game prediction. What you what you're thinking here? <sighs> Man. Every week we've done this, we've picked the Browns. I don't know if I'm broken enough yet to pick the other team. Are you broken enough yet to pick the other team? Not yet. Now, <laughs> as, I, as, I, as I said, 
as I said in the when we were picking the spread, I I like this matchup. I may be freaking crazy after this game, but we'll see. the the matchup the matchup is there. They have the potential to take advantage of a yeah. team that cannot stop the run and the be able to keep an offense off the field that you don't want on the field. Right. So the, all of the things are there. It's whether or not they're able to execute well enough to do it. Right. They've done it twice. They haven't. They they've done it three times. They blew a game. They should be three and one. They are two and two. They've done it three times. They didn't do it the other, and they lost the game that they didn't do it. So you know the odds are there saying that they're going to be able to execute. They've done it seventy five percent of the time so far. I'm not at a point yet where I can where I can confidently say that they're not going to win this game. Right. I mean, well, that could very well change if Miles Garrett's not playing. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll so, put little disclaimers here. If Miles and Jadavion are playing, then yeah, the Chargers then I don't, are winning. Yeah, then I don't know you can, how you, you can, can say generate. the Chargers are winning. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I would say Miles is going to play. I would say we're going to have a healthier JOK. Yeah. Um, if, if Clowney plays, the defense is in a better spot. Uh, yeah. He's coming off an ankle injury, so we don't know. But yeah. Um, you know, you get another week of Jacob Phillips getting good good run. Maybe he goes out and plays well. Get Greedy Williams back so you have more depth at cornerback and you're not having to run MJ Emerson all over the field. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, the, the ingredients are there for them to still win. And they're at home. So, like, it's all there. It's just whether or not they can put it together. And they've only put it together twice this year. Right. So... What's your what's your what's your prediction? I mean, I'll go with the Browns. Um, I'm gonna say if they're gonna win, they're gonna do it thirty to twenty-four. Okay, thirty twenty-four. I write that down. Um, I also think the Browns. I know we might be crazy at the end of this, but um, I think uh, similar score. I think it's gonna be. I think it's going to be really close. <laughs> I think it could be like 28-27. <laughs> like, I actually think it's it's going to be really close. Um, yeah, it would uh, – the over is going to get hit easily, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're both in the mid-50s. Yeah. So, um, I say 28-27, Browns win. Uh, they score touchdowns, and uh, the Chargers score two, t- two field goals, and that's the difference in the game. Basically, <laughs> actually, actually, it would be it would be exceedingly Chargers for them to drive down and score in the final miss, minute, miss the field goal, and miss the extra point. That would be, and it's a new kicker. It could, it's, it's a, a new tough. kicker, and the Chargers are historically cursed <laughs> in the true. special teams department. So. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are predictions. Uh, any final thoughts on what you got? Uh, um, don't make this harder than it needs to be. Just run the ball. Like yes. I, I'm not gonna be like one of those guys that's going out there and saying, Oh my god, they should give Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt the ball every play. Yeah. No, they run the ball enough. You just have to do it well. Yeah. And they've done it well every week. I think and, the, on, the and only the only right time, times of the field, too. <laughs> the only time they haven't done it well this entire season is seven pl- seven plays at the goal line. Yeah. It's the it's only just, time they haven't run it well all season. Which just seems insane to me. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I we're I think we're in agreement, man. It's just run the ball, control that clock. Um, don't don't beat themselves. Don't beat yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, and we said that like, last week, and I don't think they necessarily beat themselves in the way that we expected. Right. They just yeah. It was it wasn't like the dumb mistakes. It was just the it was a culmination of a bunch of little paper cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Death by a thousand, a thousand cuts or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the Browns game. Uh, Browns preview for the Chargers week five, uh, both two and two heading into this matchup uh, as they go to First Energy Stadium. Should be a fun one. Uh, you going to the yeah, game? I am. I will be there. Um, hopefully the Guardians will not have to play on Sunday, so I, yes. I don't have to rush back or anything like that. <laughs> Hopefully they take care of business in uh, game one and two. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend, and uh, everybody, all the Cleveland fans, enjoy it. Um, it's going to be a fun time in Cleveland. And and if everyone loses by Sunday night, we may not call this a <laughs> corner cast or Browns cast. This may turn into grievance room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, enjoy it. It's uh we we haven't had this in a while, man. We we've had th- we have three teams that are really exciting and uh... yeah. Not to go off on a tangent, but I was actually talking to my dad about this about a week and a half ago. In my life, I don't think all three teams have been good at once. I would 26- say at, at this twenty sixteen, yeah. the Browns were garbage. Yes, two thousand seven, I think, would be the last time you could consider that. But the Browns didn't make right. the playoffs, and that wasn't really Browns were Fugazi that year. <laughs> they were, they were, they were, yeah. So they were a team. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. yeah. And then after that, they were garbage again. And then, you know, most of my life they've been bad. So they can't have three teams be good if one of them is always bad. <laughs> so right. I mean, it's a good time, and you know, the Cavs are going to get going soon, and that'll be that'll be fun. We'll have expectations for the first time in a few years. Yeah, and the first time we've had expectations without LeBron since like what ninety two. Right, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> first, first, first time in my life that they've had expectations without LeBron James being on the team. That's that's it's exciting, man. I, I can't yeah. wait. So, can't wait for the uh, tomorrow and uh, all the Browns have to do play. is not screw it up. Yeah, should work out well. <laughs> it always does, right? <laughs> don't screw it up browns yeah yeah uh okay yeah uh thanks for joining us everybody this was the wfny browns cast uh part of the evergreen podcast network and uh catch us after the game on sunday uh should be around five ish or five thirty ish um depending on how quick i can get home yep. um but yeah thanks for joining us and uh go browns I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.